This is The Edge Effect. This podcast explores the junction of two cultures, the dominant Western culture that does not serve all of us, and a new culture that we must all build. This is a forum to discuss the possibilities to create this new culture by bringing together those who believe that it is necessary. I am Denisa David, and welcome to another episode of The Edge Effect. Co-creator Anne-Marie and I were elated to have more than 100 downloads in the first four days of launching this podcast. We are really grateful to all who've tuned in. If you missed the notice for this episode, be sure to check us out on Instagram at The Edge Effect Podcast. Many of us are interested in building a more compassionate society a world with more regenerative systems. In this episode, I'll begin exploring the idea of development, which was a dirty word for me. I will describe some terms, suggest a path for human development, and lastly, provide some details on one of its elements, healing of soil. I believe it is an appropriate approach for dealing with current global challenges. It is one that more of us should explore. Now, I'm not an advocate for single solutions. This is one of many approaches, one that I believe may work. It is not novel. It is simply recovered. It is one that I am still trying out. At 13, I decided I wanted to work within the UN system to support Caribbean development. Development used to be a dirty word for me because I felt it was vile that the same institutions which underdeveloped black and brown countries imposed an inappropriate model for development on former colonies. When I say underdeveloped, I'm referring to misuse of natural resources and unfair benefits for citizens. There's also the setting up of systems which leave a country dependent on exploiters and the people constantly placing possession and control of material wealth above peaceful relationships. Development is complex and there are many definitions. Some speak about positive change, growth, progress, or improvements of physical, economic, environmental, and social components. Social scientists refer to improvements in the level and quality of life, and economists generally measure it by individual and country income. Human development is about enlarging people's freedoms and opportunities and improving their well-being. It is about the freedom the common citizen has to decide who to be, what to do, and how to live. Pakistani economist Mahbub Ulhaq popularized the idea, and he felt that well-being was not only achieved by increased income. Increased income has to also translate to improved access to necessities like clean water. This podcast is about culture. Most describe culture as a way of life. For me, culture is not homogenous nor does it refer to humans only, and it is constantly changing. If we think of the term uncultured, the connotation is that there are some cultures or ways of being which are superior to others, 
I really don't like the idea of positioning one culture as better than the other. I prefer to examine what is more appropriate or less appropriate for a particular time and people. So even in my musings on this new culture that we must create, I will not focus too much on demonizing dominant Western culture, nor romanticizing indigenous culture, but more so pointing out what is more appropriate and what supports the growth of all beings to embrace our full potential. When we use the term Western dominant culture, we are describing tendencies in thinking and practice which prioritize the individual over the collective. Prioritize the individual over the collective. It originated in Europe, Greece to be exact. It is considered dominant because it's far-reaching and it has lasting impact. But while it is considered dominant, it doesn't mean that there are no traces of other cultures in Western societies. There are communities whose culture cannot be described as mostly Western, like the Njuka in Suriname and the Rastafari in Jamaica, who are anti-capitalism advocates. I used to be excited about dismantling capitalism and patriarchy until a conversation with Rondell Benjamin. Benji pointed out that we can choose to devote our energies to dismantling systems. Uh, we could also choose to recover systems which were more balanced, and in doing so, make the oppressive system obsolete. In looking at the experience of the African diaspora, he cited the example of the ritual of the Catholic Mass, which was stolen from communities in Northern Africa. In dismantling, we have to be careful not to mash up our own things or create something that is equally oppressive. There should also be multiple alternatives and we should be ready to redesign even the systems we have created when they are no longer useful. I am really liking the idea of reclaiming the power, courage and knowledge of my African ancestors and those who lived freer and more peaceful lives. I'm excited about my new path for human development, healing of soil, soul, and selves. Selves referring to community. Now, wholeness comes up as a word or term when you search for definitions of healing. I mentioned earlier that this dominant Western culture is characterized by its focus on the individual as opposed to the collective. Disconnection and isolation may be the basis of our problems. We find ourselves apart from one another, the external environment, and apart even from our own true essence or soul. Healing of cells is about strengthening bonds in community. What and how do we celebrate? How do we manage conflict? Healthy relationships are not only important for individual health and psychosocial well-being, but they make social groups more resilient in the face of disasters like this current pandemic. During this time, in small communities, I have witnessed residents hiring their neighbors to do odd jobs because they know that their children to be fed. I've seen friends bartering seedlings and produce from their own gardens. Farmers, without the motivation of financial gain, have saved families from starving, and friends and families 
have committed to sacrificing to reduce the spread of COVID-19. I have witnessed how having trust and solidarity can lead to an improvement in the quality of life. I want to borrow an analogy from a young farmer, Karen Peters. Even though I don't experience spirituality in the same way he does, the concept is more or less the same. He once described God as the ocean and the godlike essence of each one of us as a cup of the ocean. In healing our soul, we are invited to embrace oneness. If we believe that we come from the same source and we are all created in the likeness of that source, then we are one. If we are one, my existence is not separate from your own, nor your own from mine. And that means all creatures, not just humans. A good example is spraying food with harmful chemicals. The violence that the microbes, plants and insects experience is perhaps the same violence our gut and bloodstream experience when we eat the food. If I remind myself that what I do to another being affects me, I will demand the same comfortable living conditions that I want for myself. Healing soul is also a deliberate decision to return to our true essence, soul or godlike self, whatever you want to call it. I call this my soul alignment journey. And on this journey, I've been able to embrace that I am capable of the same things I criticize in others. I am capable of the same things I criticize in others. And they are capable of the same things I love in myself. It's mostly not an easy decision, but I see great value in it if we want a more just, peaceful, and equitable society. Years ago, I learned that my grandpa worked in the sugarcane fields as a boy on mornings before going to school. Centuries ago, European colonizers came to my country and they set up food factories growing sugarcane annually on the same land in true monoculture style. To get what they wanted from the land, they grew a single crop, which took all that it needed from the soil. Soil which was not nourished by organic matter. Soil which was sprayed with harmful chemicals from the heavens. And the land was burnt. They stole nutrients from fertile soil and time from poorly remunerated workers. Those fires truly destroyed life. In natural green spaces, plants don't grow alone. There's a variety of plants which communicate with one another and they provide services to one another like shade. The variety of plants and animals is referred to as biodiversity. Growing a single crop is mostly unnatural and it communicates to the appropriate organism. Something is wrong. We need to ensure that things don't get out of control. The invitation leads to growing populations of these organisms that are referred to as pests. Unfortunately, these colonizers believed that the most financially feasible pest control method for acres of land in the short term was spraying harmful chemicals. These chemicals destroyed and they continue to destroy microorganisms in the soil that are part of a natural cycle. The chemicals in also increase the risk of cancer and other lifestyle diseases. The term growth is now so loaded because it often favors increase that doesn't preference life for many, not just humans. 
The focus is on producing as much as possible with the least inputs to maximize profit. Monoculture takes from the soil without giving it and thus breaks the cycle of death and life. It reduces biodiversity. When the soil is no longer productive, sites are abandoned, workers are abandoned. Regenerative farming practices like composting and agroforestry mimic natural systems and they improve soil fertility, which promotes life. The main benefits of healthier soils are increased crop yields. These benefits translate to a better quality of life for humans and animals because there's increased diversity of food and more nutritionally dense food. This means less malnutrition, less starvation, less disease, less of a lot of negative things that we are trying to get rid of. What does it mean to care for something without wanting to control it? I continue to learn important lessons while nurturing my future food. Lessons in giving up control, lessons in being guided by what the soil and plants want, and of course, patience. Might we dare to embrace that we are not superior to nature or assigned as stewards, but part of it, part of the very thing? Might we dare to embrace that idea? Then we will restore the harmonious connection. Perhaps these suggestions seem vague and dreamy. But healing could start with something as simple as keeping your fruit and vegetable peel and covering them with dried leaves in a bucket. And it could venture to the more challenging, like building a house with neighbors from modern vetiver grass. My suggestions are local solutions, as I find it easier for individuals to act on the local level. Working towards influencing national, regional, and international policy and implementation is extremely important. For me, there's greater access for the average person to influence change or try to change him or herself on a community level rather than on a larger scale. I believe healing soul, soil, and cells through embracing our oneness is a path for human development. And I'll explore this in later episodes. Co-creator Anne-Marie and I check our privilege from time to time. And we are always seeking connection beyond our echo chambers. In exploring alternatives, we also struggle with practicing what we most desire. We are open to feedback, particularly with regards to misalignment with the method for doing this podcast and the values that we refer to. Supporting those who are less frequently given voice and visibility for expression or even just being is important to us. So even though I am a dark-skinned Afro-Caribbean woman with naturally tight curls, I'm short and juicy, I am mindful that some of the elements which give me opportunity are not available to others. We'd like to connect with a more diverse group of persons who are interested in exploring an alternative to the dominant Western culture. If you or anyone you know is interested in the same, we look forward to connecting with you. Send us a message on WhatsApp, DM us on IG, reach out to us. In upcoming episodes, I will continue to explore healing soil, soul, and selves. Most of us agree that something needs to change, and few of us know how we even got here. In our third and fourth episodes, we will thoroughly explore how we got here. 
How was this culture created? You have been listening to The Edge Effect, produced by JTB Homesteads and Global Villages. Music by Terenaissance.